Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Do you like this show and you want to help support us? Do you want extra episodes every month? Do you want ad-free versions of the show? Then you should sign up over at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro and you'll get your very own RSS feed to put into whatever your podcatcher of choice is. And you'll be first in line for all extra content. So head on over and become a Patreon supporter of this very show. to the first episode of 2022 for the Nerd Cave Retro Show. My name is Jason Robbins, and of course, Derek Diamond is feeling a bit under the weather tonight, so I am joined by the official fact checker, Mr. Wally Phelps. Hello. It sounds like you're going through puberty. Does it? Yeah, like you said, hello (laughs) and welcome. (laughs) Hello. 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 He said to you for a second there, I thought it was the teenager, uh, the pimply teenage kid from The Simpsons. I'll have to go back and listen to it. I didn't notice. These aren't very good headphones, so I think you'll notice. <laughs> yeah, Derek's feeling a little under weather, so I asked Mr. Wiley to join me for this first 2022 episode of the show and uh we'll start it off like we usually do. Has there been any... Actually, I do need to ask you a question. You have been mm-hmm. tweeting quite a lot about Fortnite this week, mm-hmm. and you seem to be very disappointed in the game right now. So what what's yeah. happening? The thing that is bothering me is skill bat uh, skill bash skill based matchmaking, and what that is, it is the system in which they figure out where you need to be placed in a lobby. Mm-hmm. So you know how in most games it'll take into consideration how well you're doing. And it'll put you in with like ability to players. Yeah. Fortnite's is garbage <laughs> because 
there, there's there's apparently and this is this is something that's the community's been talking about a lot there there's apparently three different lobby types that you can be in there's the novice the uh middle ground and then there's the the pro level mm -hmm. and this is all in the casual lobbies this doesn't take into consideration any of the competitive fields so what it is the novice one will have 75 bots or ai players and the rest of them are you know the newbies mm -hmm. and then once you go into the second tier good jesus <laughs> it, it ramps up dramatically so the thing that i've been posting is me and rampage aren't much for builders i you know in fortnite one of the main things is building yeah up and that's my one of my main qualms with the game is i'm not into building stuff i don't want right. to build things well, and here's the thing. I've been practicing. I've been trying to get better. The problem I'm running into is that I think I might have a bad controller because there's a... Because I'll build a little, but when I try to swap from my build mode to You're my You're playing this on mode, PS5, right? Yes. Okay. So whenever I hit the button to go from my build mode to my attack mode, nothing will sometimes happen. So that's a problem because... The reason why you're building is because this other guy is moving much faster than you are. So I'm trying to get a wall in front of me and them <laughs> and then swap over so I can start shooting at them. But that doesn't happen because the, I press the button and nothing fucking happens. <laughs> nothing, I'm sorry. I, 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 said a, I said it worked. All right. That's but, the one F-bomb for the show. We're still yes, in our PG-13 yes, yes, rating. Yes. Right. So what happens is we will be in these lobbies and rampage doesn't build much at all really. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, you know, it's a choice, you know, he, he doesn't want to do it. And it's ridiculous because we'll turn a corner. We'll be in the top three teams and almost invariably there will be the Taj Mahal has been built in front of us. <laughs> and these two teams are fighting at the top of it. And it's like, you know, I even put a video on my YouTube page, youtube.com slash the real big wall. And it's, we turn the corner and literally it's two guys fighting each, two teams fighting each other. And we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> what is, what is the plan? <laughs> so they do, basically what you're saying is they don't have a good matchmaking system right now. At all. At all. It, it's Did they at one time or was it something that was broken in a patch or something? I really don't know. I think I didn't really notice it being this bad until this new chapter. Hmm. So over the last couple ones, yeah, it it would fluctuate. And I think that's just because, you know, once we got better, we'd get put into harder lobbies. That makes sense. But even like I've been losing over and 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 over again to the point where it's like you know, this isn't even fun at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I doing this? Maybe they should talk to, to Activision uh, developers over there for Call of Duty. Because uh, when I used to play Call of Duty, they always seemed to have a pretty good matchmaking system for the well, Call the of Duty with, games. With that, Call of Duty... The, the problem with that is that, you know, Call of Duty doesn't have any kind of building. But at the same time, they're not very good at catching cheaters. 
NA. Yeah, true. So that's why I moved from Call of Duty to Fortnite because Fortnite, yes, there are cheaters, but not a whole lot, you know? Yeah. So it's it's a little give and take here. It's it, it makes me want to get better, but at the same time it gets to a point where it's like I can't keep doing this. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> look at what they're doing versus what I am doing. I don't under, and they took away what's called, uh, uh, what's it? Uh, the, um, so I'm a controller player and controller players get a little, a little help when it comes to aiming in most cases. Yeah. And the, the reason for that is, you know, once you get pointed towards somebody, the, uh, the character slows down a little bit so you can have more fine uh, precision with your aiming. Mm-hmm. Some people think it's cheating because, you know, well, you never miss a shot. No, it just slows us down. We don't have the range of motion. And on a controller, you can't shoot and aim at the same time. So, yeah, because playing a shooter on a computer with a like, mouse and keyboard is so much faster than 100%. a controller. Right, and I can tell who's a PC player versus a controller player because of controller players can build a lot better in most cases because of the fact that, you know, you just do this number and you're building. But with aiming, it's a whole different ballgame. So because they took away a whole lot of that, I'm having a hard time aiming in some cases. Um, I feel like I'm just getting lucky so sometimes. Did they just take it out altogether? They did at the beginning of the season, I believe. Hmm. Because I think that's something they're gonna have to put back in because they, they put it back in. It's not as bad as it was at the beginning of the season, but it's still not to where it was in previous seasons. And you know, uh PC players are loving the idea, but me, you know, not being yeah, able to because yeah, they're because never gonna lose. Down. Well, and they're like, oh, it's fair now. Like, you have a whole range of motion, dude. I mean, yeah. you can have that fine pinpoint accuracy. Yeah. Do you know how long it took me to beat Portal? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's it's, it's whatever. <laughs> so has there been anything else you're playing or just strictly uh, Fortnite? No, I mean, really, I haven't been playing anything other than that. I mean, I've downloaded a whole lot of games that I'm like, oh, I'm going to play this later, but I'm trying to unlock everything in the season of Fortnite because it's very Spider-Man centric. Yeah. So I'm trying to unlock all the Spider-Man. <laughs> I uh, fired up my Switch the other day and got Loop Hero because I've been hearing so much good stuff about it. Heard a lot of podcasters that I listen to, a lot of gaming podcasts talking about it was their favorite indie game last year so. And I saw a lot of people tweeting about it lately, so I said, you know what, I'm going to give this thing, uh, just ch- check it out, see what the hubbub's about. And holy crap, it is so freaking addictive. What What is it? I'm, it's kind of hard to explain. I, I'm, I'm actually going to do a, a review of it uh, in two weeks for my next review. Um, basically, it is sort of like, um, reminds me of like an old computer game you would have played like back in the old Amiga days or something. Um, it's basically just you, you, the, the world has been destroyed, uh, by, a a, a wizard or an evil wizard and you wake up and you're, a, you're this guy, uh, you know, soul, um, warrior and you don't know what's happened. You have no memory, <clears throat> no memory of the world. Don't know who you are. 
then you're just going around a loop on this thing. And as you go through, you, it's kind of a deck builder too. You get these cards where you kill enemies and you get uh, you get loot, you get uh, you know uh, armor and new weapons and things like that. But you also get cards that you play during the game. And some of the cards are things like you can build a, a grove where you put put it onto the uh, the, tr- the the loop and it builds this little grove. And once a day, it spawns a new enemy for you to fight and get loot from, but it also has other benefits as well. Uh, and you get different stuff to put on there. You can get like ruins. Um, you get Eventually you get like farms, uh, little towns you can put down. Um, you get, uh, you know, vampire mansions where um, <laughs> the vampires will show up in the, in the fight if you're anywhere near where that mansion is. It's really cool. And you just kind of keep going around the loop until um, you get as far as you can. Um, hopefully you you get to the point where uh, if you're almost dead, you get back to your camp. And if you do that, then you can quit and still keep like 70% of your findings. Or if you die on the, on the loop, you only get to keep like 30%. So <laughs> you kind of keep going around building up all, all these different re- resources. You're putting down mountains and meadows and all this kind of stuff as you go through the game and it it just it's like it's a weird loop game loop that just keeps you coming back for more you keep telling yourself okay one more loop and then as you go through you finish your first loop and you get to do like rpg type stuff like as you go through your loops and finish them you get to do rpg type stuff where like you meet townspeople and you start building a town you start collecting things like you know you build a like a a kitchen mess hall type of place you build a uh a cemetery things like that things like civilization needs you know so you're just (laughs) kind of going through this and you're like okay well i need more uh more resources so i'm gonna do one more loop and then you go to do the loop again and you just keep going and going and it's very simplistic, but holy crap, that the game is addictive as hell. Wow. That does, that sounds fun. I might actually pick <laughs> it up. It's really fun. Like I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I did, but I've had it since Sunday. It's now Wednesday, and I think I have roughly about 20 hours into it. Oh, my word. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, it's all oh I've done God. is play Loop Hero the last couple That's of nights. more hours than I've played Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I looked at it, it was like Monday night when I finally uh, put it down. Because I got it Sunday evening. It was Monday night, and I already had like like 10 hours into it. I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. it uh, It's very, very addicting. So, if you like that sort of... It doesn't take a lot of thought playing. Like, it does, but it doesn't. It doesn't, like, it's not like a Twitch type of game like Fortnite. You don't need to be, like, you know, totally invested in it. You can sit and watch TV while you're playing it. But right, it's also, you do have to pay attention to some of the stuff you're doing. So, it's just a very kind of relaxing game, It's if that makes any sense. So, if you're into that type of uh, game loop where it just kind of just one more turn, one more turn, that type of thing, this is really, really up your alley. That does sound like something that I might really enjoy because it kind of kind of sounds like a cross between like a 
like a role playing and a like a D and D type scenario, and it also sounds like uh like a I don't know like like I'm trying to think about I'm trying yeah what it would be like, but I've never played a game like this before. It's, it's just. It's totally new. Like it takes it's like a, a bunch... board game almost. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's like you're playing a, a digital board. Like you're playing a, a, a digital board game, basically. Right. With a with a deck building uh, component to it, and it's really right. fun. I was thinking that it was going to end up being something like Guitar Hero or something like that, but no. Which I I'm very disappointed about. I really didn't know <laughs> what to expect because I heard people talking about it. Uh, right. You know, like different podcasters, but they really couldn't express like what the game really was. So I never didn't really have an idea. Good <laughs> the idea. The words escape us. Yeah, they're, they're just like it's a. They tried, like me. I'm sitting here trying to explain it, and unless you play it, you don't really know what that game <laughs> loop so, is. So what is it? A video game. It's a video game. That's <laughs> a and you do a loop. And you just a keep video doing, game, you say. <laughs> keep doing the loop over and is over it, again. Is it a is it a theme park simulation? <laughs> <laughs> no. Is uh, it a Groundhog Day situation? But yeah, if you do pick it up, let me know. I let me know your thoughts on it because uh, I'm really highly addicted to it right now. And if I would have played this last last year, like. At the end, like in December or whatever, this would have easily been my game of 2021. Oh, wow. That's huge praise. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know. Uh, of all the games I played, this is probably the most fun game I've played that was released in 2021. I guess I don't need to review it now. <laughs> I will, <laughs> I will review you. it. But uh, you want to do some news for tonight? Yes, please. Tonight's stories were given to us by Mr. Armes Jackson, or at least a couple of them. Uh, and if you have a story you'd like us to cover, please send them to nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. This one's interesting right here. It's from NintendoEverything.com. Shadow Man Remastered, reaching Switch in January. Uh, it's been a bit of a long wait for Shadow Man Remastered, especially when it comes to the Switch version. PC version did arrive a few months ago, but the console version has been missing in action. Um, it has now popped up on the eShop and will actual, with an actual release date, um, which lists it at January 17th, 2022. Um, Shadow Man Remastered has three new weapons, three new levels, a bunch of new enemies, new audio, including new music from the original composer Tim Haywood, as well as restored cut unused voice dialogue and levels, art updates, and gameplay improvements, such as a new weapon wheel to select weapons faster as time is slowed down. Improved controls, auto-targeting, tweaked improved AI, and over 30 achievements. Did you play the original Shadow Man back in the day? I, I can't say that I have. I have no memory of it. I played this. I can't remember what I played. I think I played it for the Nintendo 64, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I remember this being a really cool, uh, kind of a dark game, you know, and it was really different and I haven't played it in so long, but I really would like to go. I rem I just remember the feeling of playing the game. I don't remember 
really what the game's about, but I do remember playing this game, so I'd like to play it again and uh, refresh my memory on it. I remember really liking it back then. Right. Well, I mean, I might take a look at it. Depends on, you know, gonna what be... I hear about it and whether or not Fortnite stops working. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be nineteen ninety nine on the Switch eShop, so... I think that's a oh, that's pretty good price all. for all the improvements they've done to it. I like that they're remastering all these old games now. I'm happy. Right. I mean, any kind. I really believe remakes and remasters are really the way to go at this point, especially for games that are for consoles that are kind of defunct. Yeah. So, you know, just re-release the things. I'm good with it. Yeah. I mean, it is, you know, I, I'm a video game preservationist, and I, I think we should have some sort of digital directory for all previous video games that are available mm-hmm. to play. Um, but I think this is a good way to bring those old games into the new generation with new graphics and new sound, you know, just updated for now because some of these games are really good and deserve to be played again. Some are garbage and deserve to be in the dustbin of this. Yes. <laughs> like Pepsi man. <laughs> uh, next story is yours. And this is kind of exciting. Yeah, GoldenEye 007's getting a digital release on Xbox, and, you know, a Switch one might be coming soon, according to the little question mark that Nintendo would, Life has put here. I would think so, because Microsoft and Nintendo have been kind of <laughs> kind of friendly lately, so why would they not? I mean, you're just, guess... you're literally leaving money on the table if you don't right. do this. It's, it, so... Uh, according to this, it looks like Rare Seminole N64 Shooter GoldenEye 007 is finally getting a digital re-release, but sadly, not on a Nintendo system. True Achievements have picked up a new achievement list for the game with 55 achievements, adding up to a 1,000 gamer score. Some of the achievement images have leaked, too. And then it shows Wario 64... <laughs> uh, with all the that's the guy that tells you when uh stuff is on sale mm-hmm. uh and is um you know if you don't have a playstation 5 or an xbox series x yet he's the guy that tells you they're back in stock and also lately covid tests what, uh, what i like about these pictures is they look uh they still have like the polygonal uh style of the original n64 right, they game. look like garbage yeah, it looks like garbage, so I don't know if they... Because I think it would be... Like, I would love to see a new version of this with, you know, reskinned on a new console, but I also would like to still have the old version right. just for, you know, because that's what it was, what it originally was. Well, I am anti-anti-aliasing. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, the... The thing is, I really believe that if you want the true GoldenEye experience, you need a Nintendo 64 and a copy of the, the game yeah. with four of your closest friends, uh, one broken controller and one that's a see-through <laughs> green controller. So that's just, that, I mean, that, I, that's the purest in me. I'm sorry. Yeah. With you all huddled around a small 20-inch television looking at your four right. little corners. And it has to be 11 p.m. when you start playing. Yeah. <laughs> it has to be. And you're supposed to be in bed. <laughs> yeah. But I, I would I would think this is going to come out for uh, Nintendo. Like, how could it not? This was a seminal... Like, when you think right. of the Nintendo 64, this is one of the games that immediately pops in your head. 100%. 100%. And the thing is, is that... While it's disappointing that it's not coming to the Switch, it does bode well for a potential release because 
Banjo Kazooie is coming to Nintendo to the Nintendo Switch Online service. So yeah. it's uh, it's not totally unprecedented. I mean, <laughs> it might be a little more difficult because it's a licensed title. Yeah, but we'll see. Um, do you think the Nintendo sixty four would have sold as well if it wasn't for GoldenEye? I yes, and I'm going to tell you why. Because the Saturn was a piece of garbage. I think you're going to have people fighting you over that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear there Joey. Were two good. Games I think I just heard Joey okay? Image cock his uh. His, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's Dreamcast. You you're thinking about because or unless, unless oh yeah, yeah I am thinking of the, the Dreamcast. He loves the Dreamcast, Dreamcast was ahead of its time. It was yeah, the, brilliant. The thing is, the Saturn was under delivered. I remember it was overpriced. I always get those mixed up. Well, yeah, well, you know, look, they came out within like six months of each other. Saturn, why won't you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, they came out within like six months of each other, wasn't it? Well, it was. It was very short. I think the Saturn had a two years uh, lifespan. Um, because what, what happened is God almighty, I'm going into the history, but we don't well, that's to. what this, that's what this is about, isn't it? Yeah. So, so, uh, Sega of Japan made Sega of America create kind of the, the 32X as kind of a, a stop gap between the Genesis and the Saturn. Yeah. And the problem with that whole scenario was that it was unnecessary because the Genesis was selling better yeah. than it ever had in its life cycle. So, you know, they, they were kind of distracted. They were making this thing that didn't need to exist. And then they were making this thing that was underpowered because not only did, um, sell, what was the name of the company? It doesn't matter. The uh, Ultra 64 at the time, or Project Reality at the time, mm-hmm. uh, was much more powerful than it than the Saturn was, and the PlayStation just released. So it, it, it was in a very interesting scenario where it was the right price at the right time, and that momentum from Donkey Kong Country, because that's really what was swinging the Super Nintendo, well, Nintendo in general, into the next... And I meant swinging like from a vine. Nobody, I hope, I hope everybody got that. <laughs> you know, when you explain the joke, it's better. But they were swinging into the next generation of consoles. I said it again to, for emphasis. And uh, they had that momentum going for them. And then not only that, but Mario 64 was so good that it kind of just blew the Saturn out of the water. What? was on Saturn that could compete with that. Nothing. Uh, um, hmm. And and Sony did an okay job. House <laughs> I mean, of the Dead. <laughs> House of the Typing of the Dead. <laughs> Which also came out for Dreamcast. Yeah, I, I I just feel like um 007 uh, GoldenEye was such a system seller when that right. game hit. I feel like that game itself probably sold them 10 million <laughs> units of the you know, Nintendo 64 it's, alone. That's a very probable statement. I, I really believe so. I don't know if it's as influential. I mean, yes, it is influential. But yes, all of these kids got together and played an N64 in this communal experience. 
and showed off the capabilities of this console that they might not have had and they asked for Christmas, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, it required more than one person to play and have fun. Yeah. So that, that was the I thing about the game. Huge... The 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 actual um the game itself, the uh, the, the the one player um campaign it was fun. It was okay. I mean, it followed the, it, it followed the <laughs> movie pretty much to a T. But man, that multiplayer is what really just set right. it off. Like that was what people wanted to play. Like I, you had to get three other friends together to play that damn game every weekend. And you have to ban Odd Job. Yeah, nobody could be Odd Job. He was banned from from the lobby. I'm sorry. He's too short. <laughs> Uh, for our next story, um, this comes from Collider.com. Arcade 1UP announces Pro Series, including its first full-size gaming cabinet. Um, Arcade 1UP has recently announced its upcoming gaming lineup during the CES 2022 event, better known as their Pro Series. The announcement of the series included new equipment such as name brand controls and a grown-up form factor, as well as a throwback to 90s fighter games with the release of Killer Instinct. Um, let's see. Uh, we all know about Killer Instinct, developed by Rare, uh, published by Midway. What? Yeah, you, what? Didn't, you didn't know it was made by Rare. I, I <laughs> How did you this. not know that? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I know all this. Killer Instinct will start the new Pro Series, a rightful beginning to a brand new year. Um, let's see. They are full size cabinets, 19 inch screens, HAP controls, and online play capabilities. Arcade games have come a long way since the 1980s and 1990s. Um, I was wondering when this was going to happen because the the smaller cabinets were what three fourths the normal size of a cabinet, right? They're well, now so they've got popular. Four different form factors that you can go with now. Yeah, this uh, is basically. Oh, I think it's a good addition to the lineup. You know, it it gives you the option of either getting that full sized one, the the ones that they originally are known for. Uh, you can also get the mini arcades, the, the tabletop yeah. ones, as well as the kid-sized ones. Have you seen those? Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, and that's not even taking into consideration the fact that they have those pinball machines and the, uh, and the uh, cocktail tables. Yeah. So I, I, I love what 1UP is doing. Mm-hmm. I personally would... I would like if I was going to get one of these, like I I would love to have some of the other smaller machines. Like I wanted some of those machines so badly. Like I wanted the Miss Pac-Man and things like that. But when it comes to a full size cabinet, I would love to have one of these, like wait till it goes on sale (laughs) and get it. And then um, put a raspberry Pi in it with Mm -hmm. pretty much every single arcade game ever. And uh, put some new artwork on the cabinet itself because I'm not really a huge Killer Instinct fan, but well, I would love to put my own artwork on it. Here's here's a few pieces of interesting information. Number one, many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Raspberry Pi prices have gone way up since I'm the chip sure store. sure they started. have. <laughs> so it, it's going to end up being the same price. <laughs> you know? What, is so, one, as one of the consoles back in the day? Because... What do you think these things are going to cost? I've heard rumors that they're going to be around six, six or seven hundred bucks, which still honestly isn't that bad considering these machines were like four or five grand back right. then. Well, and there's fourteen games supposedly. Yeah, these, instead right? of just one. Exactly, and it's uh, according to this, they're they're expecting upwards of a thousand dollars. But with that being said, I I, I don't mind it. You know, I'm not going to buy one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not for me. It's for rich people with bigger apartments than yeah. I do. But it's, I, I don't hate that this exists. It's going to have Wi-Fi built into it as well. Um, I just wonder what the 14 games that they're going to put in there is going to end up being. Uh, let's see. It said something about the, uh, the, the, there was a add on to this article about the Tron arcade one up machine. And now if they make a full size Tron machine, I might be very, very tempted to save my oh. pennies and get a yeah, Tron but machine. The thing, the thing that really gets me, because whenever you walked into an arcade in, in the mid to late 90s and Killer Instinct was in there, you couldn't help but hear in the distance, combo breaker, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. And you couldn't even get near the machines because there would be like no. 30 people gathered around it. So honestly, this is this and Mortal Kombat 2 would have been the two that I would be most interested in, to be honest. Do you remember, I mean, at this price point. Do you remember when Adam, uh, Aladdin's Castle at, at our local mall um, used to do the Killer Instinct tournaments on Saturdays? At, oh, 100%. I tried to do it once and uh, got you know got knocked out in the first round by like a, you know, a seven-year-old Asian kid who could barely see. Right. You know, he's just like this, playing the I machine. I know that guy. And just completely wiped the floor with me and i'm like well that rest of my saturday is free right and that's really that's how it was for me too i got dropped off at the mall went in there <laughs> did my one game yeah. left. it was like i had the whole afternoon to it, myself. Was, it was exactly like the in the movie grandma's boy it's, it's like it's like watching a baby fight tyson you know <laughs> <laughs> But hey, I got to hang out in Walden Books. Yeah, yeah. Walden Books was right next door. I miss Aladdin's Castle. Rest Man, I used to have peace. so much fun in there. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. There is, there's a new arcade in there. At least I, there was the last time I went. It's been, oh my God, like a year and a half since I've been there. So it might not be there anymore. I don't think it is because I've been to the mall recently and I there was no arcade in there. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> there might be one in the movie theater. I don't know. No. That movie theater is too small for me. Oh, I've never even been in the movie theater. The movie theater is great because you don't have to buy a ticket to get popcorn. Yeah, well, I would. I haven't been really to the movies all that much because of COVID. Well, I had 
back whenever and that before, poor movie theater it opened up like a month before covid hit <laughs> it's like no uh, it, was, it was it was a couple of years i saw uh, hadn't been that long maybe a year i saw spider-man uh into the spider-verse there and that was 2017 was so it? like hmm. yeah i don't remember it being there that long yeah i could be wrong i mean, I mean what is time i know you're time, wrong <laughs> time doesn't exist anymore <laughs> Like I, it's but yeah, still I used like, to get dinner there, and by dinner I mean I would buy a, a large popcorn, eat <laughs> the bag in the lobby. You ate the bag. You're supposed to eat the popcorn. <laughs> we have one story left. Would you like to take that one for us? Uh, yes, it is uh, from Nintendo Life also. Capcom celebrates Street Fighter's 35th anniversary with new logo and future development tease. Ooh. 2022. That's hard to say, isn't it? 2022. Yes, 2022. 2020 also. Marks the 35th anniversary. 2022 Electric Boogaloo. That's right. It's the sequel. Uh, marks the 35th anniversary of Capcom's legendary Street Fighter series, and the company's already started celebrating by sharing a special new logo with fans. Shared on social media, Capcom's new design depicts a large 35th written in the original game's iconic styling. Cheers to 35 years of epic fights, fireballs, and iconic rivalries, the caption reads. And uh, as spotted by VGC, however, a similar post shared on Capcom's Japanese channel goes one step further. According to VGC's translation, the official Japanese Street Fighter Twitter account not only discusses the new logo, but also offers a passing tease at the future development of the series. And to that, I say, of course, (laughs) of course. Where's my smoking jacket? They need to have, if they're going to do an anniversary edition of Street Fighter 2 or Street Fighter, and they need to have a smoking jacket edition. Correct. Yes. Did you know that Street Fighter, the, <laughs> sorry, Street Fighter, the movie, the game, the video game <laughs> was, was originally thought to be Street Fighter 3. Could you imagine that that was the official Street Fighter 3 internally Weird. for a long time. No. <laughs> that yeah. game was terrible. Oh, it was. They dodged a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they have a movie based off the game, and then they make a game based off the movie that's based off the game. And you're like, what are you doing? Stop that's it. Right. This is why we couldn't have nice things back in well, the day. I I actually thought it was a really cool idea. And then I saw it in action. Was it's, like, no, it's not it's a cool so idea. stupid. <laughs> like, why would you do that? <laughs> I mean, why not just take the original Street Fighter two and just replace the sprites with the characters from the movie? That way, you're not r- completely ruining the game. You're just, you know, putting a whole new coat of paint on it. And calling well, it that's what they were trying to do. No, but they built a whole new game and it sucked. Well, that's the thing, they built a whole new engine and everything like that. But the thing is, they were taking video of everybody doing all the moves. The like Jean Claude Van Damme didn't even stay for an hour, so it, it's <laughs> he he left. He's like, All right, I'm done. And there was and they had to work with what they had. Wow, so it, it's it's one of those things where the development 
just just went under almost immediately. Yeah, it just it sounds like a bad idea from the start. Like, just don't even uh, do that. Why would you, why would you do <laughs> why this? would you do that? <laughs> um, before we go into our review for tonight, we have to do our shout outs because you lovely people keep us afloat. Every single month over at patreon.com or actually uh, patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. And these people keep the lights on here at the show so that we keep going. And we every month we do uh, an extra episode. Um, and this last month we did uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation for, for Christmas. And it was lovely. I had such a good time. The pooper was full. <laughs> Checked our poopers, honey. It just doesn't have the same... No, it doesn't. It doesn't have the same bite. (laughs) Um, These lovely people are our patrons and keep us afloat. We have Mr. Tyler Watson, the fact checker to the fact checker. Mr. Tyler Watson. We have Axeblade07, Daniel Salmon, Armez Jackson, Han Solo, Carlos Longoria, Staff Sergeant Sketch, Brandon Rutledge, who uh, was just in the hospital recently. I think he got out today. Uh, so, uh, good vibes to him. Hopefully, he's feeling That's better. right. Much love. Uh, Gus and Penny, Matthew Salmon, Mr. Joey Image, who was just recently on the uh, the Days Gone podcast that just released mm-hmm. this morning. Um, so, go listen to that. And uh, we have Ron Johnson, um, the Mix Master, and of course, Mr. B-Rez Coffee himself, Mr. Mike Eveland. Uh, thank you to every single one of you guys for uh, for giving us money and showing us that you love us. It's it's unfortunate that Mr. Evelyn never never sleeps, but you yeah. know you run a coffee company. That's what happens. Yeah. So you new patrons, uh, if you're new patrons, send us your social media in- info either on Twitter, Facebook, email, or on Patreon, so we can give you a proper social media shout out. And uh, yeah, head over to Nerdcave Retro or uh, Patreon.com/slash/NerdcaveRetro and throw us a little love every single month. Hey guys, we got to tell you about B Res Coffee Company. Made by gamers for gamers right here on the Gulf Coast in Pensacola, Florida. No matter what your taste in coffee are, they got you covered. You like light or medium roast? Try the Necromedium Holy Grail Light or Stamina Boost. They can even add flavors to your coffee like iCast Fireball, which is a fireball whiskey flavor. If you like darker roasts like I do, then try the Critical Dark or Coup Slayer Mocha Roast or the Gamers on the Edge Esports Roast. They even have holiday-inspired roasts like Fall Spice, Sweet Tooth, or the Muffin Man. Do you know the Muffin Man? <laughs> Can't decide what you want for those all-night gaming sessions? Then try one of their specialty sample packs. All roasts are made with fair trade Colombian beans. So stop buying all that crappy coffee from the grocery store and head over to brezcoffeecode.com and use our code NCR for 10% off of your order. And tonight, I will be talking about... Tiny Toon Adventures, also weirdly referred to as Tiny Toon Adventures 1, uh, by fans to avoid confusion with other games, is a video game for the Nintendo Entertainment System released by Konami in 1991. It is the first Tiny Toons Adventure ga- uh, video game to be released, which I kind of understand because they did put out a uh, Super Nintendo um, version of this game around the same time. Uh, and, but they're very, very different games, which I did 
play a little bit of the Super Nintendo game the other day. And uh, yes, it is a very, very different game. The plot. Hmm. One day, Buster Bunny is relaxing in his home watching TV when Montana Max appears on the screen, announcing that he has captured Babs Bunny and has held her captive in his mansion. He plans to feed her to the sharks, so Buster has to think fast to save his best friend. Um, and to be honest, I never played this game until last week. Um, Interesting. I never played it for the, the Nintendo or the Super Nintendo, and I, I'm going to have a shocking revelation here uh, before we go in any further. At the time, and I know you're, gonna, you're not going to like this when I say this, I like. I was a bigger fan of Tiny Toons than I was of the Animaniacs at the time. Oh, that's not shocking, because they have very similar comedy styles, mm-hmm. and I can see you favoring their more subdued uh, comedy. Because you know, also just being a, a huge fan of Looney Tunes in general, and it mm-hmm. was sort of like. You know, that huge love we all had for the Looney Tunes. And then you have Steven Spielberg in the early 90s who's like, I want to bring this, you know, style of, uh, you know, this world back. So you have sort of the same characters, but not really, but sort of in that same universe. And I'm, I was there for it. And I was thinking about it. I was like, man, we're as far away from the release of Tiny Toons as almost as far as the tiny tunes were from the original looney tunes like we're getting old man no it's not well <laughs> i mean yeah it was like the looney tunes were in the 30s i'm I, like well 40 well 40s really huh the 40s really so it was 50 years but still the tiny tunes are like 30 30 something years ago far enough <laughs> <laughs> But to pl- uh, the the game itself is actually really fun, and I don't know why I never played this back in the day. Maybe it's because I, I was kind of out of the Nintendo by this time, because this was when the uh, the Super Nintendo hit in '91. Yeah. So this was pretty late in the life of the uh, the NES. But you go back and play this game, and it's pretty much a Super Mario Brothers three ripoff, and you're speaking my language at that point, and it's a very competent. Um, side-scrolling ripoff, ripoff <laughs> platformer, basically. It's just Super Mario Brothers 3 ripoff, basically. Uh, the colors are a little muted on the game. I wish it was a little more colorful, like the cartoon was. It seems... I, I don't know why, but the colors in the game seem very muted and bland. Interesting. And it's weird. when you, you, you just have to see it to, to kind of get what I'm talking about. Um, and, of course, Elmira Duff shows up as a... The first. I will hug you and you and <laughs> She's you the first boss of the game, and you and it took me a while to figure out <clears throat> you're not supposed to fight her because I kept trying to jump on her head and do everything, and every time I did, she would grab me and squeeze me, and I would die or start I love over. You and yeah, you she'd love you to you death. Die. And what I realized is you're supposed to just avoid it. <laughs> like she's gonna run you're across the screen. Just let it happen. Yeah, just no, let it happen. <laughs> you're supposed to just avoid her and then eventually an exit door will pop up and you run out the door. How would you ever figure that out? I don't, I just like, what am I supposed to do here? Oh, so I kind of cheated and looked up a 
YouTube videos. Like, how the hell do I get past the first level of this game? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, you're just a voider. Like, that's all you got to do and just wait for the door to pop up. And uh, you also have, as you go through the game, uh, you have little, I wouldn't necessarily necessarily say they're power-ups, but each each uh, Tiny Tune has their own different um, play style. Like, you, you, your main character is Buster Bunny. You, he's who you start the game with, you go through the game with, but as you go to each level, you get to pick one of other three characters to go through as, like, your secondary. You have Plucky, uh, Plucky Duck, Dizzy Devil, and Furball. They each have their own different abilities. Like, Buster Bunny can jump really far. Uh, Plucky Duck, he can fly short distances. Dizzy Devil uh, does, like, this, uh, you know, the... The, the Tasmanian, the Tasmanian Devil, Devil spin. Uh, and Furball can climb. So you have your choice of, of, of your secondary character. And how you get your secondary character is you go through the game and you see... Um, you'll come across this little uh, like ball or a, a balloon with a star on it. You pop that balloon, and then uh, you become the other character, your secondary mm-hmm. character. So you, if you pick Plucky Duck, then you would play Plucky Duck and for the rest of the the you know level until you either die or uh, get changed back into Buster with another balloon uh, that would come along. Which is uh, notably how balloons work. Yeah. Uh, every time I pop a balloon, I'll become Wally. And That's I... <laughs> right. It becomes very confusing. Uh, the like, other... I don't know how to make t-shirts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know how to do customer relations. Uh... <laughs> oh, man, you said it out loud. Uh... <laughs> Everybody knows where you work at. No, they don't. <laughs> I'll go back and edit it out. Where am I at? Yes, 40 please. Okay. <laughs> uh, so the other characters, we have Shirley the Loon uh, at the beginning of each stage. She offers you the choice of having Plucky, Dizzy, or Furball. You have Hampton P- J. Pig, who um, you go through the levels and you collect like uh, carrots and things like that. And for every 30 carrots you have, you, you'll have a little door on one level, uh, one stage of each level where you go through the door and he has like a little store and you trade uh, your carrots for uh, extra life. So you, for every 30 carrots you give them, you get an extra life. Um, Elmira Duff, uh, of course, she'll try to hug you to death if she catches you. Uh, she's sort of like the main... Um, the She's the boss at the end of the first level, but she's kind of the, uh, the mini boss of the later levels. Uh, you have Duck Vader uh, in the game. Uh, Concord Condor. Uh, he appears on the loading screen. You remember him. He's the one that always says, nope, nope, nope. So he's in there. <laughs> uh, you have Calamity Coyote and uh, Little Beeper appear on the game over screen. So you have most of the characters are in there uh, for this game. Yeah. And uh, so I, basically you have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. You have six stages. Uh, before you get to Montana Max's mansion, uh, and then you basically have to beat Montana Max in a, uh, you know, a, a, a very Super Mario Brothers three esque fight where you have to, you know, jump on his head. <laughs> basically, it's like you're playing Super a Super Mario Brothers game, so it's it follows those same rules as a, a Super Mario Brothers game when you're playing this. And uh, if you love the Tiny Toons cartoon, I would highly suggest 
picking up a copy of this, not only for this, but for the Super Nintendo as well. Um, But this is a very, very solid uh, side-scrolling platformer for the Nintendo. And it was made by Konami, so you know it's got some uh, pedigree behind it. And it wasn't just a... It doesn't feel like a slap together, um, you know, uh, IP sort of uh, game. Yeah, like it doesn't feel like you know all like the a L- THQ game. Yeah, like the, the T or an Ocean game. Yeah, exactly. Or LJN. Yeah, LJN, like those licensed <laughs> games. It's a licensed <laughs> game that doesn't feel like a licensed game. It actually has. It- so uh the good controls fun factor it's got great music konami it, of course it's going to have great music it's very good competent game and it should be in the collection i think is it uh tiny and toony and a, a all together all together loony yeah they can't make dispatchers. They crack up on the sensor. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I can't. I, you, you know, it's funny you, you saying that because I've had that damn theme song in my head for like the last week. Because well, I mean, game. obviously, <laughs> is there somewhere we can watch that? <laughs> no. Let me. This uh, week should do commentaries. We should. Is uh, let me go to just watch. Which is At a very University, we earn our tune degree. Let's see. Tiny Tune Adventures. Instructors have been getting left since 1933. 1933! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, streaming on Hulu. Oh, I've got Hulu. Yeah. That's so where I watch what we do in the shadows. I'm very, uh, yes, I say we add Tiny Tunes to the. Uh, to the, um, to the commentary rotation. We need I'm to watch the potty ears. Um, yeah. <laughs> toilet paper goes down the hole. Uh, is the episode where they got drunk still banned? I don't know. I didn't know they had the, a banned episode. Oh, they do. They, they yeah. had a banned episode where they got drunk and stole a cop car. <laughs> I didn't know. I don't know that one. What? <laughs> it's great. Let's see. Uh, Tiny Toot is in censorship. Um, let's see. Elephant issues. Uh, oh, there was another one. that. Oh, this is it. Let's see. <clears throat> Elephant issues is the name of it. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Trying to to find the relevant part. Let's see. This there was a part. Oh, uh, Buster asked Plucky and Hampton what they'd like to drink. And they notice a bottle of beer in the fridge, and Buster thinks they should drink it. Hampton said Hampton says it's not like Buster to do that, but Buster tells them that today they're going to show the viewers the evils of alcohol. At the park, Buster opens the beer and dares Plucky and Hampton to drink it. Uh, since Hampton claims dares always go first, he makes Buster take the first sip. After taking the first sip, Buster immediately gets drunk. Hampton and Plucky also take sips and get drunk. And then in their drunk stage, they burp rhythmically and dress like Larry, Daryl, and Daryl. <laughs> Nothing I like a heart reference in a children's show. I know. Like, what kid would know who the hell Larry, Daryl, and Daryl is? Us! 
Yes. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, we would. <laughs> but the uh, the episode is called Elephant Issues. Let me go to Hulu. I'm going to look and see if this episode is on there. And we're going to watch this for the commentary this month. Let's see. Uh, Tiny Tunes. You thought I was joking. <laughs> no. All right, it was a later... Uh, oh, shoot, I should have kept that tab open. Um, elephant. Issues. Tiny Tunes. Tiny Tune Adventures. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, on the 68th episode... Let's see, that would be what, like season... Three? Oh, please just... No, don't play the damn episode. Just give me the episode list. <laughs> see. Uh, let's see. What episode did I say? 68? 68. Uh, season... Not wow. quite 69. Season 1 was 65 episodes. What? God. Let's see. Yeah, it's on here. It's on here. Yep. Elephant <gasps> Issue. Episode 3, Season 2. Let's do it. Oh, we're watching that one for this month. Yeah, that's happening. That's definitely happening. I'm glad you remembered that because I had no clue about that. Oh, it's it's one of my favorite pieces of uh, of what used to be lost media because I remember that episode very vividly because I I used to watch that show every day. Yeah, that was a, that was definitely an af- every afternoon afternoon watch for me. Afternoon. Yeah, afternoon. <laughs> afternoon. Afternoon. Good night, everybody. But as far as the game goes, uh, on a scale of one to ten, it gets a solid, solid eight. That's, that's very high praise. Very B. I would rate that a B-rated game. It's it's not bad at all. It's so it's, it's a little bit of a Super Mario Brothers three ripoff, but I'm totally okay <laughs> with that. It's, it's perfectly they, fine. They could pick worse games to be a ripoff of. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna rip off a game, Super Mario Brothers three, you could do a lot worse. Well, it's a ripoff of Fester's Quest. That would suck. <laughs> <laughs> You know, people tell me I need to give that game another chance because once you get, because you start off so weak in that game, it's so impossible to do anything because the the weaponry is so weak. You have to actually play it and upgrade your weapon so that you actually can do something. And I'm like, nah, not going to do that. that. I don't have. Why would I do that? Why would I do that? I hate that game. I love Uncle Fester. I love the Adams family. Not playing that game ever again. Not doing it. So that's going to bring us to the end of the episode. Uh, Mr. Wally, thank you for filling in for Mr. Diamond while he's on sick leave. You are you are very welcome. And uh, is there anything you'd like to uh, throw out there for the people before we leave this evening? Uh, I mean, I am on everything at the Real Big Wall. Twitter. At the Real Big Wall everywhere. Yeah, I mean, YouTube. uh you could look at the phone book and that's how they'll find me. That's not true at all. But, I mean, I, I, you know, but uh, I do want to say that I'm still hoping to release talking to a wall. I've got like six episodes. I just, I can't edit worth a crap and I don't have like resources. So uh, it's, 
It's so difficult. <laughs> editing is sort of a passion. You have to have a passion for editing. And it's <laughs> not even just it. that. It's like, you know, if it was easier to, to manipulate, like I can edit video, like nobody's business on my mm-hmm. PlayStation with no problem. Yeah. But the moment I started trying to alter the frequency of people's voices <laughs> because they don't want to be recognized. Oh. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I get it. <clears throat> I get it. Honestly, I would much rather edit uh, audio than video. So, but uh, maybe with our powers combined, we could. Maybe who knows? <laughs> who knows? Uh, but yeah, go go follow Wally everywhere, and uh, go join our um, go join our Discord right there at, mm-hmm. on at Nerdcave Retro Twitter, right up there at the very top. Join our Discord community. Mr. Wally's there. All pretty much all of the uh, the Patreon people that <laughs> I funny. mentioned I'm earlier there. are there. Uh, we just had but a couple th- of new people drop in the other day, so come on in. Funny. Rampage tells me when people mention me, so I can go in and look. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you have it just on your phone? Because I I'm in so many servers that my notifications are unbearable. You can turn those off. You realize that, right? I have turned them off, and that's why I don't think about Discord. <laughs> don't so turn don't hours off. Damn. Just keep hours on. Well, I mean, I can... I well, but, th- but that's the thing. You people are talking. <laughs> that's why? why you should be in the Discord. <laughs> <laughs> My phone battery only goes so high. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I do drop in there occasionally, but whenever it's something important, Rampage is good, and he'll he'll he'll... Let me know. It's like, hey, somebody's mentioning you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I know if Derek was here, he would tell you to go check out the uh, at Feature Prez pod, the Feature Presentation podcast that just oh. dropped. Uh, what was it last week? The first episode dropped. And uh, you can follow that at Feature Prez pod to, on Twitter and uh, Instagram. And of course, for me, my other podcast, The Open Micers, at Open Micers on Twitter and Instagram. And that's going to do it for this week. Wally, are you ready to get out of here? I believe so. Let's get out of here. If you'd like to email us, email us your stories, your thoughts, your comments, everything. NerdCaveRetro at gmail.com. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash NerdCaveRetro. Instagram and Twitter at NerdCaveRetro and individually at jfunktastic, at Derek underscore Diamond and at the Real Big Wall. Go buy some merch. We had a, we sold a lot of merch for Christmas. Uh, ncrmerch.com coffee cups oh, yeah. computer bags t-shirts whatever you need masks everybody you needs masks start these making days merch for my stuff too i know like, i was thinking well i put a monsters anonymous shirt up there which is great it's great buying them and, <laughs> and uh go get your monsters anonymous shirt over there at ncrmerch.com also Live we're on patreon yeah we need i could do it <laughs> Uh, patreon.com slash retro and leave us a review wherever podcasts are given away for free so Wally quickly tell them what it's all about live long and smoke meat yes I love the power glove it's so bad imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business. Removing friction and frustration for your employees. Supercharging productivity for your developers. Providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. All built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more.